0: You're listening to the St John's Diamond Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson.
1: This morning's reading comes from Revelation Chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain standing at the centre of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and glory and praise. Then I heard every living creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and to all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. The four creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Well, today is Palm Sunday, hence the palms. And on Palm Sunday, we celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, which marks the start of the last week of his ministry, often called Holy Week. Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey as a humble king. And he was met by rapturous celebrations from the crowds. People lay their cloaks on the ground and wave their palm branches in the air, shouting out, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. It made quite the scene, but not everyone was happy about it. The Pharisees who were leading religious leaders said to Jesus, Jesus, you need to tell them to stop. This is dangerous. The the Romans will think that a rebellion's beginning. And this is inappropriate for people to be elevating you to this level of praise. Reign them in, Jesus. And in Luke 19.40, we read Jesus' reply. I tell you that if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Telling them to stop, shutting them up, isn't going to work because the very creation itself, the rocks on the ground, will cry out my praises. Now, that's remarkable, isn't it? You want to have a fairly secure sense of self to be saying that sort of thing. The creation itself will praise me if the people don't. Well, today is the last in our series called Dear Church. And last week in Revelation chapter four, we talked about appropriate worship. And we saw that the creation itself is crying out in constant worship of God, its maker. We had a glimpse into heaven itself and we saw God seated on his throne. And the creation represented by four living creatures was worshiping God. Accompanied by 24 elders representing the entire saved people of God, Declaring God's worth in worship. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. For creation to worship God is appropriate, and indeed our duty, because God made us sustains us and provides us with every good thing. The creation must worship the creator. But is what this crowd doing appropriate? Are there shouts of acclamation for Jesus? Right. And is Jesus getting thoughts above his station, declaring that the very rocks will shout out if people are silent? Well, let's look into heaven again in Revelation chapter 5 as our attention is turned to Jesus and worship. Uh, Grab a Bible and turn to Revelation 5 with me. As we glimpse into heaven through the open door, uh, we see that there's a scroll in the right hand of God. Now, in chapter 6 of Revelation and what follows, We learn that this scroll tells the story of the world's future as the seals are opened in subsequent chapters. God's plans for the future unfold. It's it's a very full scroll. It's got writing on both sides and it's sealed with seven seals. A mighty angel calls out, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? Well, there's that word again, worthy. Who is worthy? Who has the right and the power to open the scroll and bring God's future to bear? But the problem is that no one seems worthy. No one in heaven or on earth or under the earth can do it. And John weeps because there's no one worthy. John's been brought up to heaven to see the vision of the future. Unless someone can open this scroll, then God's glorious future for the universe can't come into being. We're stuck in the hard realities of life in the midst of persecution, pain, and suffering. It's no wonder that John weeps, but he's comforted. One of the elders tells him, that there is someone who's worthy. Verse 5. Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. We love this description of Jesus as the lion of Judah. Uh, If you, like me, have been shaped by uh, the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, then you'll have images of Aslan here with his flowing mane and booming voice. All right, Lions are powerful. The king of the beasts. And terms like lion of Judah and root of David are references to the Messiah, God's promised king from the tribe of Judah and a descendant of King David. The worthy one is this Messiah, the King. As the people have cried out on Palm Sunday, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. The fulfilment of ancient prophecies and a mighty King who would defeat his enemies. This is what the people on Palm Sunday were longing for and crying out to see. Now imagine that you're John and you've been given this introduction. The worthy one is a lion, the king from David's line. Imagine the expectation of what you're about to witness. And so in verse 6, John looks, expecting to see a lion, and instead he sees a lamb, a lamb that looks like it's been Slaughtered, right? expectation and reality clash in that moment. Well, that's not what we were expecting to see. And yet this slaughtered lamb is standing and it has seven horns and seven eyes. How you visualise that, I don't know, but it captures the realities of what Jesus has done. He is a slaughtered lamb, the one who died on the cross in our place. But he's also the risen lamb. He's standing, not lying dead. The seven horns speak of his perfect power and the seven eyes show that he sees all things. This is both a suffering and yet triumphant and glorious saviour, the crucified And risen Jesus. And he is worthy to take the scroll. He goes and he takes it out of the right hand of God. And as he does so, the four living creatures and the elders fall down before him. Wait, they do what? Remember, we said last week that as creatures, we have a responsibility to worship our creator but what we often do is engage in false worship. We worship things that are also part of the creation. Uh, Sport and leisure, money and possessions, beauty and fitness, relationships and family, ourselves. Worship is reserved for God alone. That is one of the most basic and fundamental truths of the Bible, that there is one God only, the Creator, and the one who is worthy of worship. And yet here, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fall down before the Lamb. They have harps for singing his praises, and they have bowls of incense representing the prayers of God's people. The lamb is the answer to the prayers of God's suffering people. As the churches in Roman Asia have suffered and been persecuted, they've cried out in prayer to God for relief and for justice. And here the prayers are gathered together before the lamb, who in opening the scroll and unfolding history brings God's plans for victory into effect. God alone is worthy of worship. And here the lamb is worshipped. This worship continues in song ascribing worth to the lamb. Verse 9. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. The lamb is worthy. Why? Why is Jesus worthy of our worship? Because of his sacrificial death, which has won people of every nation for God and brought them to be a kingdom who serve God together. God's building a multi-ethnic, multinational, multilingual community of people through Jesus. A week and a half ago in this building, uh, 300 people gathered to celebrate Persian New Year. If you were present, um, you probably wouldn't have understood a word unless you speak Farsi. But Jesus, the crucified and risen lamb, was proclaimed and a number of people made a decision to trust in him. In Alice Springs, our mission partner, David Blackman, continues to work on translating the Bible into the Aliyawra language. Uh, He read to us some of the book of Revelation a few weeks back. And this is so that the Aliyawra people can read what we've read today about Jesus, the crucified and risen lamb who has won them for God and joined them into his kingdom to serve God together. Our mission partners, Joseph and April Liam, are doing similar work for multiple languages in West Papua. Our Wycliffe mission partners within this church, uh, Peter and Nerida Fidoc, Bruce and Carol Simmons, Roz and Ken Manson, are involved in this same multilingual kingdom-building work to see this beautiful reality played out throughout the world. The future reality is breaking into the present through Jesus, the crucified and risen lamb, and through his faithful people of every tribe, language, people, and nation. The worship of Jesus continues in verse 12 as hundreds of thousands of angels join in singing together. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. Now notice the parallelism here between this chapter and chapter four. As God is worthy to receive glory, honour and power, so the lamb is worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honour, glory and praise. This is clear and unmitigated worship of Jesus as God and alongside God. Indeed, that's explicit in the final two verses, as every single living creature jointly worships the Father and the Son. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. This is one of the clearest announcements of the deity of Jesus, that he is fully God. For no one but God could receive this sort of worship. As John says of the word in John chapter 1, that he was with God and he was God. So here the lamb is worshipped with God and as God. I often use these two chapters when I'm talking with people like Jehovah's Witnesses and others who deny the deity of Christ. Because just by reading these two chapters together and noting the parallel language used of the one on the throne and of the Lamb, it seems inescapable that Jesus is fully God and worshipped as God. This is the reality of the universe. Not only is worship of God a fundamental reality that all living creatures must come to terms with but ultimate reality also centers on the lamb on the man jesus christ he is also to be worshipped he's also worthy of all praise honor and glory now that's sometimes even more offensive to people than the worship of god because it particularizes the message it centers on Jesus and only on Jesus. No one else in heaven on earth or under the earth is worthy to open the scroll. No one else is at the center of God's plans for the world and its future. No one else can be worshipped as God. Now that eliminates lots of options. And in a pluralist culture like ours, where truth is relative and all religions are the same, this sounds a resounding countercultural no to that message. Only Jesus is worthy of our worship. Only Jesus has ushered in God's future plans for this world by his death and resurrection. Only Jesus has ransomed for God people of every tribe, language, people, and nation. And so all people need to know this Jesus and to join in the heavenly reality of worshipping this Jesus. Not to do so fails to grasp and to participate in the reality of this world. In the midst of the realities of life with all their trials, in the midst of a society that ignores, sidelines, or actively mocks and opposes Jesus, it's tempting for us Christians to think that we're weird that what we believe is unreal, it's tempting to pull back from mission, to pull back from seeking to share Jesus with those around us. But this glimpse into heaven, this revelation of heaven, shows us what is ultimately real and ultimately true. We need to keep acknowledging the worth of God and his son, Jesus Christ. We need to encourage and entreat those around us to acknowledge the worth of God, their creator, and to acknowledge the worth of Jesus who died for them. We need to keep singing these songs, joining with the whole company of heaven, and we need to keep on calling on others to join in with this song and to sing along with us. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honour and glory and power forever and ever. Amen. This Palm Sunday, I can't think of a better way to prepare ourselves for this Holy Week and for the services that we'll have through this Thursday through Sunday. This is a time to pause and to reflect deeply on all that Jesus has done for us. That it is his death. It is the shedding of his blood that is the key that unlocks history. That is how we are purchased for God. That's how from every nation or people from every nation on earth can be joined in relationship with God. This is how this beautiful multilingual, multi-ethnic, multinational entity called the church, is established. The reason that Jesus is worthy of all power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honour, glory, and praise is because he went to the cross. It's not only the heart of our faith, it's the heart of the reality of the universe. Jesus, the lion and the lamb, has triumphed. Let's worship him. Together, and let's invite others also into the worship that they too can know him and they too can be joined into his kingdom with people of every nation, tribe, and tongue.